like it. The malt is kilned with oak wood. That's that explains so yeah, the smoky flavor. That's why this beer tastes like bacon. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the podcast where we, where we talk about smoky things. We also review beer. That actually doesn't sound like a bad podcast. Um, so, yes, welcome to <laughs> the, the the bacon beer pod, bacon beer bro podcast. <laughs> booze and booze. <laughs> that's the booze and booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. welcome! Actually, what we're called is our haunted backyard. Yes, everybody, welcome back to our haunted backyard. Thank you for coming. This is what episode two ish ish because we're putting out episodes. Yeah. We put out episode zero because we were like, yeah, we're confident in this. We can mm-hmm. release this. That we're talented enough. We're we're talented enough white men. Yeah, <laughs> with beards. That, with beards. <laughs> so you're your typical white guys who start podcasts uh (laughs) but yes welcome to our haunted backyard yes welcome the only podcast that's that's right there's we are the only (laughs) we've destroyed all other podcasts uh we've consumed them kirby like oh man to gain their power Except for the McElroys. They yeah. are they're the final boss of podcasting. We have yeah, we have consumed at least all of the spooky uh, scary podcasts and uh, formed them into ourselves, into our own ether. I'm we are of course joking. We <laughs> uh, we uh there are a lot of spooky podcasts that we both love that we would never want to see go away at all. But yes. Yeah, yes, now, but yeah. We, we are we are back for episode 2ish cuz they're just like all good comic books. We have an we have an issue 0. Yes. Yeah. Or origin stories. That's or, actually kind of what that episode is about. Yeah, that's actually exactly what that episode is about. So if you haven't listened to that yet and this is your first one, welcome, but also there's no particular order you have to listen to these in. It's not like it's the MCU or anything. But if you don't listen to it in the right order, you will miss out on the hidden clues where i tell you where the buffalo head treasure is hidden <laughs> i forgot all about that treasure <laughs> before we begin begin mm-hmm. uh i had a suitably spooky encounter yesterday <sighs> yeah um are you aware of the documentary series hellier no i am not Ooh, that was a loud no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's a docu so the documentary series Hellier. Yeah. It's on YouTube for free. Okay. And it is about a it's a paranormal investigation documentary, but it's not like any other paranormal investigation documentary you've seen. Mm-hmm. It's not like Ghost Adventures or anything like that. Yeah. It's very cinematic. Okay. And it goes beyond kind of just the we're ghost hunting with uh, electronic voice things and stuff like that. Yeah. Into kind of the high weirdness side of ghost oh, hunting and where ghost hunting and Sasquatch hunting and Ooh. cryptid stuff and ghosts like all that kind stuff of kind of like intertwines and, oh, and crosses. Interesting. interesting. And it's nominally about uh, this couple who get an email they they run a uh the it's greg and dana newkirk uh-huh. they run a traveling uh a traveling museum of the occult and ooh, um, and they get an email mm-hmm. from a guy in a little town called hellier kentucky mm-hmm. about these goblin creatures mm. who come out of the caves near his house and are like tormenting his family 
And it ends up leading into all of the, all kinds of other weird things. Mm, Okay. Um, Greg and Dan Newkirk live in this region. I live in our region of Ohio. Yeah. And they, I saw them at an antique mall yesterday and I was like, is there a sane way to walk up to someone and say, hi, I like your goblin documentary. (laughs) Um, I don't think there is. So how did you, uh, so did you just, I didn't say up? anything oh, okay, okay, to okay. them at all because I was like, they don't, I, I'm a nervous human and that's fair. They seem like nice people and I'm sure they would have been very gracious. I'm sure they would have like, and when, in this kind of like realm of this, you're like, I would hope that you're not like a, a Zach Baggins. I, I, I hate Zach Baggins. Uh, the guy from Ghost Avengers. He's the he's the worst Baggins. Like he is the worst Baggins. Like he like yeah. He, it's a good thing he didn't get the ring. Yeah. Ex- God. He just yell at it. He would just <laughs> yell at all the Nazguls. Um. Uh. But but I'm I if you ever see, I I think if you ever see them again, I think uh, especially if they live in this area, you could be like, hey, uh, I'm sorry to be I'm sorry if this is weird, but like I saw your documentary on youtube and i just wanted to say i like i really like it i have a pod i i'm i have a podcast of my own uh, that explores this stuff and i just want to say hey i, I really like your stuff mm-hmm. like that's maybe, how i would do it maybe someday we could get them to come on the podcast maybe that would Fingers be pretty cool crossed if this um, podcast does as well as we want it to because we're we have the confidence of white men. We have the confidence of white. <laughs> that sounds so bad. I'm speaking sorry. of white men. Yes. Yeah, speaking of uh, white men. So Eric. Yes. Um. What do you know about Dayton, Ohio? What do I? Well, like on just on the paranormal side, or just in general. In general, like what? Like I know that. Um, I know about like is. Wright Patterson is in is near Dayton. Exactly. Like Wright Patterson is near Dayton. I know that. Uh, I remember also besides the fact that I know about like a lot of the bars that around around here. Uh, but I remember also hearing back. I want to say like in the sixties or fifties, I remember hearing a rumor or like a rumor proved fact that a supposed like the it was either the Roswell crash or the a supposed alien uh craft crash wreckage was brought to Wright Patterson Air Force uh and that's what kind of the movie Super 8 was based off of uh, uh like sort of kind of like loosely based on the fact that there was like supposed alien wreckage brought to Ohio and I think it was in Wright Pat yeah. uh so you're right on the money, my friend. Oh. Because today, we're going to be talking about Wright Pat Air Force Base. Yeah, okay, um, awesome. Yeah, I don't know a too much about Wright Pat Air Force Base, but I know it's weird. You're going to learn some fantastic things. Oh, I'm ex- okay, let's go. I'm excited. So, Wright Pat Air Force Base, mm-hmm. uh, which is one, of, if not the biggest employer in Dayton, one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I would have to say. It's a very big base. Uh Lots of uh, research and things like that go on mm-hmm. there. I like chances are if you live in southwestern Ohio, you know somebody who works at the base, even if they're not in the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, you, yeah. They have a lot of like contractors and civilian um, uh, people who work there. My mm-hmm. my father in law actually taught there as a an engineering professor. Hmm. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was designated on January 13th, mm. 1948. Mm-hmm. Uh, aircraft operations there, however, they started on that location that became Wright Air Force Base okay. around 1904, because okay. it is where... Um, Dayton's main claim to fame, which is the Wright brothers, they used that, they used an 84-acre plot yeah. um, of what was called Huffman Prairie yeah. as a location for, uh, as a testing location for their Wright Flyer 3. Right. Um, during World War I, 2,000-some acres of land, including Huffman Prairie Flying Field, were transferred to the Army, which became the precursor to the Air Force Base. Um, the Wright in Wright Pat, of course, referring to the Wright brothers. Yeah. And Patterson... Um, which I figured was uh, Jane, John Patterson, mm-hmm. um, who is the Pattersons are a big deal family in Dayton. Yeah, uh, they ran, they owned and ran the uh, National Cash, Cash Register oh. uh, corp- Corporation. I had no, I had no idea what Patterson stood for at all yeah. until yeah, just NCR. Now. Um, and then they moved to Georgia. <laughs> Uh, but the, but it's actually, the Patterson is not for John Patterson, who's one of the founders of NCR. It actually is, um, his brother, Frank Patterson, uh, Lieutenant Frank Patterson, Mm. uh, Lieutenant Patterson died on June 19th, 1918, testing a new mechanism for synchronizing twin machine guns and propeller, uh, um, so it was going, it was a. So it was synchronizing twin machine guns yeah. and propellers. So you'd shoot through oh, for the like, propeller. Yeah. yeah, okay, for like shooting. Okay, yeah, Which I got you. Which seems insane to me. It does. It, it, <laughs> yeah. I was like, did he like, um, so did he die testing that? Yes. So he like basically, oh shit. So it's like almost like, uh, I'm a commenter. It's like hammer industries from Iron Man 2. Like mm-hmm. he fucking like killed. Oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah, like it's he... It, uh, something happened and a tie rod broke and he dived. It was a dive from 15,000 feet. Oh my so, God. Not funny that he died. No. But the, I, I still just like the idea of shooting through propellers. It's terrifying. Uh, which I think they ended up getting to work. They did. Cause they had to have cause they used them in like world war two. Yeah. Yeah. They had to have. But, um, so a little fun fact. Yeah. Um, outside, so that was a little history background. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Another little fun fact. Yeah. Not to get like all white guy sacred Indian burial ground. Oh yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I there know what you mean. is, however, an Adena culture mound. Okay. On Wright Pat. Okay. Which, when you spend a little time delving into UFOlogy, UFOlogy and yeah. just kind of high weirdness in general. Yeah. Adena mounds pop up everywhere. Really? There's, yeah. The the mound. There's a a lot of correlation between like the mounds mm-hmm. and cryptid sightings, UFO sightings, hmm. but then also like government weirdness, like the right pat. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. There's also in Miamisburg, a, there's a mound out there yeah. that also became home to a laboratory that built, uh, basically that like detonators for nuclear bombs. Whoa. Mound labs. Yeah. Whoa. That's out, odd. You can go out to the mound and see the laboratory. It's now a museum, but you huh. can just go look at the laboratory from the mound. That's so freaking um, odd. Weird. 
Uh, but yeah, so there's a mound. Okay. Yeah. On the uh, Air okay. Force base. Yeah, it's just important. Um, it's important to acknowledge that. Like, we're definitely not being like ancient Indian burial ground. Ooh, spooky, ooky things, poltergeist stuff. No, it's just like it's important to acknowledge. Yeah. That, well, that the, that's a that's a thing that's there. And it's and it's one of those things where like yeah, like I said, if you when you start researching this, you like the mount like mounds and weird things tend to go hand in hand. It's like a pattern, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. That's also um, interesting. Have you ever heard of Operation Paperclip? Oh my god, that sounds so familiar. So that was the, uh, basically, the, the U.S. government after World War II yeah. uh, was like, we don't want the Soviets to get all these Nazi scientists, so we're going to take the that's, Nazi scientists. That's right, that's right. And they brought these scientists over and yeah. gave them a number of private and public sector jobs, mm-hmm. including a lot at Wright Pass Air Force Base. Oh, this God. includes General Walter Dernberger, who arrived at the base uh, early July 1947. Yeah. Uh, Dernberger helped coordinate the development of the infamous V-2 rocket, um, and it was brought over to continue his work in rocket research. Yeah. Um, he was the guy who basically hired uh, Werner von Braun, mm-hmm. who was the reason we were able to make it to the moon. Wow. Um, oh, fuck Nazis, man. Do you know... Yeah, fuck Nazis. Yeah. Um, but do you know what else showed up at Wright Pat Air Force Base early July 1947? It Was it because the Roswell, Roswell wreckage? Roswell wreckage. Oh, right. yeah. At the same time, a Nazi scientist shows up. I don't like that. It's spooky. It's really unsettling. It's, it's really, really unsettling. Because, um, yeah, I literally, uh, to get in the mood to talk about to, to say I was watching some spooky things, and uh, especially like BuzzFeed Unsolved, because I actually really like that. Um, Shane and uh, and them. Uh, they The last thing I watched before I left was talking about the Rosbor crash. Yeah. Quash, crash? Crash. Crash. Yeah. We speak good. Yeah, but... I knew, I knew that I it was like, if it wasn't the Roswell crash that I was brought to Wright Pat, it was another UFO crash that isn't talked about a lot. There's a, there's a lot of, there's, it goes way deeper than that. Really? Oh, oh, let's go. Um, uh, so just a little bit, big, mm-hmm. a bit of background on Roswell for mm-hmm. those of you who do not know. Um, early July, 1947, there was a series of UFO sightings mm-hmm. over New Me- um, different parts of New Mexico. Yep. Um, including some that were captured on radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this object disappears on July 4th, yep. 1947. Mm-hmm. And the next day, rancher Mac Brazil finds debris strewn over his ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brazil reports it to Major Jesse Markle. Marcel. Yep. Marcel. I'll go with Marcel. Marcel sounds right. Um, who was an intelligent officer mm-hmm. at the local airbase. Um, during the investigation... Several witnesses report seeing small bodies. Hmm. Um, now, the official mm-hmm. story that the government gives uh, mm-hmm. us is that it was a surveillance balloon as, uh, that was part of Project Mogul. Yeah. Where they were they were using high altitude balloons and as basically spy craft. Like they wanted it to be able to like fly over the Soviet Union at a high altitude. Yeah. And take pictures. Yeah, because this was during the time that this is during like the Cold War days. This is during yeah. like uh, not communism. Communism is scary days. Like, um. Now, so, however, mm-hmm. and there's, like, and when, like, the, the government comes out and they're like, oh, yeah, it's a balloon. Here's a picture of the guys posing with this material that's obviously a balloon. It's, like, yeah. wood and balloon. Yeah. Um, however, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember exactly where I got this. I think it was from a documentary I watched, a recent documentary that was about aliens in general. Mm-hmm. Um, multiple witnesses uh, 
testified that the debris that the that picture mm-hmm. was uh, and that w- it's a very famous picture but we'll post it with the episode yeah um they said that debris did not come that debris was different from the stuff they found at the ranch oh the debris that they found at the ranch was definitely not a balloon it was metal they would hit it with a hammer and nothing yeah. would happen i heard about that like it, nothing uh, would happen and then you could like crumble it and it would go back to its original state mm-hmm. uh in some reports uh it, it they said it was very light uh, like it almost was like you were holding nothing, mm-hmm. like, but it was still definitely a metal. It, yeah, it was still definitely a metal. It, it was, was a physical metal thing, which I know like some high altitude balloons use like aluminum stuff like that in there. Yeah, but they were like, yeah, no, we would hit this with a hammer and nothing would happen. Yeah, it was not a balloon. Um, now, as we've already discussed, where do they take the debris and possibly bodies? Possibly, yeah, Dayton, Ohio, bitches, which is like. Why is that such an, to me, like, just, even though we're both from Ohio, mm-hmm. why is that just the last place I would think to take well, an alien body? Part of it was that at that point in time, right Pat, I don't know if it was the biggest yeah. Air Force base, but it was one, it's still one of the biggest Air Force bases. It one is, of the most yeah. important. And it is a major, like, like I was saying at the beginning, it was a major center of research. Yeah. Um, so that, like, that makes sense to me is that mm. if they had something, they didn't know what it was, we'll take it to the people at Wright Pat. They'll yeah. do research. That's nuts. That's nuts. Um, but there were, this tie to Wright Pat and aliens, however, goes much deeper. Um, oh, please. Have you ever heard do. of a Tell little thing more. called Project Sign? No, that's another, that's one I have not heard of. Um, uh, maybe you heard it over, under a different name called Product, Project Grudge. No, I have not. I've not heard of either. Uh, then maybe a little thing that was its final form called Project Blue Book. Yes, I have heard of Project Blue Book. Wright Pat Air Force Base was the uh, the headquarters for Project Blue Book. No way. Yeah. Really? Um, Holy they have uh, a mysterious Hangar 18 that they deny exists, but that is supposed to be where they store. All the, of the... Uh, the technology, the bodies. Oh, my God. Um, but there are, like, that may or may not exist. Right, may or there may not. There is an alien archive there. There is the Project Blue Book archive. And <laughs> I found are... this... <sighs> found this wonderful story. Yeah. Um, which, if you know anything kind of about, like, deep politics and uh, political history and the weird things that happened during cold war. Oh my God. I've been um, listening to a, I've been listening to the last podcast on the left mm-hmm. a lot and they're doing a big deep dive into like MK ultra. So like, yeah, yeah, Oh my God. Um, so Senator Barry Goldwater, mm-hmm. um, who like Goldwater, he was a major uh, political figure, ran yeah. for president. Um, okay. was kind of the precursor to the modern right wing movement. Oh, um, he once asked general Curtis LeMay, who, once again, if you know anything about, like, Cold War history, LeMay's a big deal. He was basically the guy who's like, we should just nuke all of Russia and just Shit. deal with it. Um, but he, Goldwater once asked Curtis LeMay for access to the secret UFO room at wright Pat. Uh, <laughs> hey, can I... You, you, think you, aliens. you think I, you could do me a solid, and uh, I just want to see them, them their aliens. 
I don't know oh. why he has that accent, but he does. <laughs> he probably did. He I've probably never, I've not listened to anything with LeMay I've in it. Or, uh, Goldwater. But LeMay, so I'll do my best LeMay impression, which I imagine <laughs> he had a cigar. I, oh, he, yeah. He said, uh, not only can't you get into it, but you don't ever mention it again. <laughs> he basically told uh, Goldwater, fuck off. Don't talk about the aliens. Like, fuck you for talking about this. Um, I, like, don't talk about it ever again. <laughs> so, uh... We've got the Project Blue Book centered at uh, Wright Pat mm-hmm. um, and Mysterious Hangar 18, which may or may not exist. Right, okay, the, may or may not. The government says this does not exist. Okay. Um, however, uh, in a write up, uh, I've got a lot of information from weirdusa.com, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and they had a section on Ohio and a whole bunch of great things okay. for uh, Wright Pat. Awesome, awesome. Um, but so quoting from Weird US, in the 1960s and 70s, one of the most prominent UFOologists in Ohio was Leonard H. Stringfield. Uh, Stringfield decided to conduct a series investigation and a series of uh, investigations and interviews into Wright Pat. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, as UFO, as UFOlogy historian Jerome Clark points out in his books, Stringfield um, began publishing a series of monographs with credible first-hand accounts of people saying they'd seen the bodies, the Shit. Roswell bodies, at Wright Pat. Oh my god, this, so oh my I've god. I've not read these um, these monographs yet, but I'm yeah. going to hunt them down because okay. I want to read them. Yeah, same. Um, there was also, uh, so it's, but it's not just, so this was not just Roswell. This ends up being Wright Pat becomes the ufo place the alien place oh. if you got an alien problem you go to right go pat. to like, right right pat. pat deals with it oh my god oh um, my god which is just insane it's right there it's right there like we are recording this like it's really like i literally close. we're sitting outside right pat now yeah. Uh, there's some guys <laughs> with guns. Please, sirs, we just want to clap the cheeks. We just, I just want to pinch the cheeks. Uh, it's but yeah. So like when everybody went to Area 51. Yeah. A couple years ago, and they're like, they can't shoot us all. Yeah. They went uh, to the wrong. They went to the wrong place. place. They should have come here to Wright Pat. Uh, really, oh my god. I Did just you? I just want to like a mad like because I I went to Wright State University which yeah. was an offshoot of Wright Pat yeah very close to it and I just yeah. imagine all of these people I just I could like see myself like sitting in one of the buildings there watching all these people Naruto run at the Air Force Base. <laughs> Did you end up seeing the shit show that ended up being the Area Fifty One raid? I remember watching it. I can't remember much about it. I, I like I remember being at work on the day that it was that it was going down, mm-hmm. and it turned into like the shittiest uh, festival yeah. that you have ever seen in your life. Like there, people like. There was only the only nugget of amazingness was this one was this like a news report and this one guy Naruto running in the background <laughs> of, of an actual legitimate news report. But like it turned into this like super shitty festival. Like people had pop up tents selling selling alien jargon. Yeah, and it it turned into like it made me. Uh, it, it, I was disappointed in the human race. Yeah, <laughs> it, which isn't a which isn't an uncommon it be- thing. It becomes a I meme, was. and then it become then you you take the meme and you turn it into a marketing device. Yeah, it was. That's it, the that's yeah. a life cycle. Yeah, it's a life cycle. Um, so, uh, UFO investigator Gary 
Gray Barker, not Gary. Yeah. Gray Barker. Gray Barker. Gray aliens. <gasps> Maybe. Insert. It's just we're just gonna constantly be having the X Files theme playing oh, in the background of this episode. Would you believe I actually didn't grow up on that? I didn't grow up on it. I started watching it when I got a little older. I need it's, to. It's some good stuff. I really need to. Yeah, because like you would think I would have grown up on it, but no, it scared yeah, the yeah. hell out of me. No, I am one hundred percent an X Files bisexual. Like, I need to watch it. I'm a mummy bisexual, but I'm open to being an X Files bisexual. Oh, it's yeah. It's so, there. There are two types of bisexuals: mm-hmm. mummy or. Uh, um, X-Files. X-Files. Yeah, 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 and I'm, yeah, but I'm willing to be both. Um, so anyways, Gray Barker, uh, Secret Alien, yes, mentions Secret in alien. his Book of Saucers that he discovered an Great article name. in a 1922 edition of the Lincoln, Nebraska Daily Star that is quoted an eyewitness um, who had seen a large circular object land near his house and then an eight-foot-tall being emerged from it. Oh, my God. Which is really tall. That's really, yeah. And that, so when you say, like, large circular object, really like, tall. I normally, like, I'm like, yeah, that's it's, really tall. it's like, kind of tall, but not that, and he's like, no, eight foot tall, I'm like, that's so big. Like, this, it sounds legitimately like Day, Earth, Day the Earth Stood Still stuff. It, it, it sounds like maybe Bigfoot. Could, also could be Bigfoot. Bigfoot might be an alien, he big, might be a ghost. He might be an extra dimensional being. That's, I, Bigfoot and me, we've got some weird conversations. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh. Be so, being. the reason I'm mentioning this particular uh, report, because it doesn't seem at first like it's related to Wright-Pat. However, uh, famed UFO researcher um, Jacques, Dr. Jacques Fillet mm-hmm. found a very similar report from Nebraska that same year, 1922. Uh-huh. He found it in a letter buried in the Air Force Base UFO, fi- UFO files at the, the Air oh, Force Base. shit. Um, no, wow. So, yeah, once again, they were getting all of this information because that, that they were it was project blue book they were yeah. researching all these cases yes um uh and particularly the, the letter that valet found was uh hubble nebraska mm-hmm. hubble telescope <laughs> it, it's just gonna keep it keeps happening God, there's so uh, much uh and the the letter writer was a. Uh, W uh, was William C. Lamb. Um, he was hunting near Hubble, Nebraska, when at 5 a.m. on Wednesday, February 22nd, 1922, he heard a high-pitched sound and then saw a large, dark object pass overhead, blotting out the stars. Whoa. Hid behind a tree, and he said as he watched the object landed, and then next he saw a magnificent flying creature, which landed and passed by the tree where Lamb was hiding. Um, this happened where? In in Nebraska. In Nebraska. This is, this is the Nebraska. Oh, okay, okay. So something landed, and then he saw um, a creature Fly. who was also flying oh. and landed nearby. Huh. So, like, I don't know if I can tell if that came out of the UFO or if it was the UFO landed and then this creature flew towards the UFO. Or like it, like if it, like we don't know if it came out of the UFO or it went to the UFO. Yeah, Inch, uh, that is. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I like to think it got shot out of the UFO. <laughs> I would just. <laughs> that's. It was just they were. Like, it was the aliens were practicing a, a human cannonball. Well, alien cannonball. Yeah. Oh, that God. That, so also appropriate response hiding behind a tree like seeing this thing like mm-hmm. blot out the stars and then a total appropriate response. Oh, and then he tries to track it. Oh, again, uh, smart. Yeah. Pretty he was smart. Like, he's like, I'm a, that magnificent flying creature. I'm going to shoot it. <laughs> Go, please don't shoot it. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> also, bad. 
bad idea. I don't know what it is, but I want to eat it. If if it bleeds, we can kill it. Goes all Predator before even Predator was released. If it bleeds, we can eat it. If it bleeds, we can eat it. Doesn't mean it's a good idea to eat it. No, there's a no. Uh, you, could, you can eat a lot of things once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um. And so then there was another, so this is another story that uh, doesn't seem at first like it ties to everything. Yeah. um, But it comes all back. Yes. Um, So on April 18th, 1961, which my birthday, April 18th. There's, it's all connected. Synchronicity. Synchronicity. Patterns. Every, it's all. Deep state. Yeah. (laughs) We're the Illuminati. Yeah, I'm really Doctor Strange. I'm Dr. Illuminati, man. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a good character. Dr. Illuminati, man. I, I love that. I love that character. But it's, it's, it's not like an actual doctorate. It's one of the ones that you can get online yeah. from just like, it's a doctorate in metaphysics. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like being Dr. Doom or Dr. It's like being Dr. Doom or Dr. Like death or something. So are you saying Dr. Doom got his doctorate online? I'm saying Dr. Doom has done a lot of things that would take his doctorate legally away. So but... he just got onto the, the, the universal church of light.com. He, yeah. And got himself a doctorate in metaphysics. He made himself a dictator of his own country and also gave himself a doctorate because he runs the country. <laughs> um, so, uh, April 18th, 1961, Joe um, Simonton, Joe Simonton, Joe Simonton, was having a late breakfast at 11 a.m., which is very late to me. That's not very late to me, but yeah. go on. Uh, uh, he heard uh, when um, some low jet-like noises disturbed mm-hmm. him, he went outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing he out there, he saw a disc land, hatch open, and then... This is this is again from a uh, uh, weirdus.com uh, and they say so I'm assuming they're quoting from the report a non-threatening being gets out of it. <laughs> hey guys. And I was like yeah it's, it's like it's like is it like what how does he know it's non-threatening? Yeah. I, like does it have like a Hawaiian shirt on and just some sandals? <laughs> was it Korg from, <laughs> from Ragnarok? Or, I, it's is it just like it's just some like hey guys uh what's up? what's, what's up? I'm just here to, like, I, I, well, I'm here to cook, as you'll see. What? Uh, yeah. So. This is a still in Nevada. We're still in Nevada. Uh, is this Ohio no, this, again? This, no, I, uh, I don't know where this one is. Okay, 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 um, okay. But it's, okay. yeah, so I'm not 100% sure where okay. this one is. Okay. Um, but so he sees this non-threatening little dude, Hawaiian shirt. Uh, I, I suspect he's, uh, it's, it's 1961, so he's not listening to some Jimmy Buffett. Uh, no. But I figure he's give, he gives off that kind of vibe. Yeah. He's ju- he's he's just got Jimmy Buffett vibes. Um, um, Joe saw Joe saw that the visitors didn't speak English. Uh, okay. And that all communication took place in the form of gestures. Oh. Um, but also, according to Joe, he picked up a telepathic message to get some water in a jug for the entity. It's just like, hey, man. Uh, I don't have water. That's so, but like the thing about that is like that's so weird because how just thinking like from another planet the last thing I would want a being from another planet if I arrived on another being's planet mm-hmm. like if I was the alien and I was going to another planet I don't know how that planet's 
stuff affects me, mm-hmm. the last thing I would want is also for the person that I randomly just met after I got out of my non-threatening spaceship, <laughs> being a non-threatening being myself. It's got like one of those little hula, girl, hula yeah. bobble, bobbles on it. Like. I would not want that person to get me a thing because they could kill. They they could they could kill me. So like, but but yes. higher intelligence. Maybe they know. They, yeah, they did some research, so they know it's not going to be like a sign situation. They're they, not going to be allergic right, to the water. Right, because that was my legitimate also first thought. It was like, <laughs> y'all seen signs? <laughs> Which is like, that. The, those aliens were the dumbest in the universe because they're like, we're going to go to this place where the thing that kills us falls from the sky. And it also makes up 80% of this planet. Yeah. We're like, going to this planet. We're going to kill everyone on this planet. Okay, good plan. <laughs> All right, what? So this guy um, got the being some water. He got the water. Okay. Um, and then according to the report, um, he looks. Joe looks into the saucer and he saw some guy cooking on some kind of flameless cooking de- uh, appliance. Um, they were fixing. That was quote. They were fixing. They were fixing what Joe took to be pancakes. This just is. I swear to God, I think Joe just found some like van life Instagrammers. <laughs> it really, it, it really, yeah, it was, it was just some like stoners. In, I it's swear, 1961. It yeah, so it's we're getting right. The, we're getting there. It was just about to hit hit the summer time. of love. Yeah, so like he probably just found some like really early hippies. Yeah, it, it was uh, just some guys who were like, can we have some water? We've got this <laughs> like, this sun griddle, dude. Yeah, he. Pr- <laughs> This but is he's like, wild. he's like, I and, love and this. they're just speaking like beat slang, and so he's just like, they can't speak English. They probably are just high as fuck too. Like again, I'm not just, disc- of course, like neither Ian and I aren't coming at this as skeptics. This is just us doing funny observations. Uh, but like, <laughs> I I love how it's he's they're non-threatening. It just this again. This also sounds doesn't even just sound like science anymore. It sounds like the movie Paul. It's just friendly friendly alien bros. Yeah, just friendly alien bros. Like that's which- what I. All these like alien horror films where they're like, we're coming to to probe your butt. Yeah. I'm like, no, I think like if they're gonna make it all the way over here, they're probably gonna be chill. I would hope so. I want I would love more of a Paul experience with Simon Pegg and all of them. I love that. I would want that experience before I would want an Independence Day experience. Yeah, like I like every everyone like I don't I personally don't think that if aliens show up, they're gonna try and eat us. Yeah. Or mine us for minerals. I, I think they're going to be like, here's some cool technology, bros. Right. It's, uh, I, I, I really hope it would be more akin to Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever seen that, if you haven't, it's amazing. Go watch that movie. I will have to watch that one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh, wait. So I, I did figure out where this was. It's Wisconsin. Yeah. My notes are bad. Because um, uh, I'm a professional. Wisconsin. This is Wisconsin. Uh, okay. So um, friendly alien bros are in Wisconsin. So, and apparently in trade... For the water, they give Joe four pancakes. Seems, Pretty good deal. Seems reasonable. Yeah, like, seems like a reasonable. Trip. I give you some water. You give me some pancakes. I'm I'm down for that right Especially now. Especially some space pancakes that probably right? had weed in them. Uh, they were three inches in di- diameter, and oh. they had little holes throughout them. Uh, and so, uh, because apparently <laughs> this, this guy's ungrateful, uh, Joe no. ate one, and he said it tasted like cardboard. Oh, dude, they worked hard on those. They made those for you on their space griddle. That's so mean. 
They all they asked for was water. <laughs> That's all they wanted was water. Joe, you're a dick. Dude, don't tell. You don't don't look at the chef and be like, "This tastes like shit." Like, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> I, I hope. Yeah, I hope at least he did have the grace to be like, like Biden wanted to go. Mm, I did. I hope mm. he didn't go Gordon Ramsay and be like, "It's fucking rotten." <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine. I. I <laughs> The, the Gordon Ramsay space cooking oh show, God. it's it's like Ramsay Bot nine thousand, yeah. and he's, it's just like his head in a jar, and it's he's like on top Futurama of a robot. Style. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're getting all my impressions this episode. Um, so, so uh, Simon uh, Simonton uh, reports this to the Associated Press, like he like this gets into the the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Our bros over at the Air Force Base uh, dispatch an astronomer, J. Allen Hynek, uh, to investigate this uh, incident. Uh, he takes one of the pancakes <laughs> for a way uh, for government analysis <laughs> at the sorry, air, at Wright Pat Air Force Base. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I need to take this pancake for government analysis. <laughs> the government needs your pancakes, sir. The government sir. needs your pancakes. Sorry. It's a matter of national security. <laughs> Uh, I, I I just use Bisquick. I'm sorry. I'm just... <laughs> listen, listen. I put a I put too much salt in these pancakes. I too much salt in these pancakes. I, I use, I There's a lot. I, think, I I I misread baking powder for baking soda, oh, so I put three teaspoons of baking soda. Oh, you never want to do that, there, sir. I don't take my pancakes. Oh, but he takes the pancakes for government research. <laughs> I can't sit on the straight face. I can't. Um. <laughs> So uh, they found them to me be be made from flour, sugar, and grease. So pancakes. Yeah, it's pancakes. So grease pancakes. Just grease pancakes. Like maybe like bacon grease in the pan. Like I, I was about, I was about to be like, oh, so they just so they're made from Waffle House. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so they're Waffle House. Waffle pancakes. House got ahead of the oh, Denny's. Uh, Denny's. That's, what, that's the joke. Waffle House got ahead of the the food truck craze <laughs> yeah. by like fifty years, and they're like, years. we're gonna have, we're gonna get like a V Dub bus. Yep. Make some pancakes in here. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'd love Waffle um, House though. But uh, so yeah. Um, however, one author. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Rath says that it's nice, rumored man. that the wheat in the pancakes was of an unknown type. Alien wheat. Alien wheat. Space wheat. Uh, that's the next. That's the name of my uh, prog rock band. Is sp- space wheat. Uh, space. Wheat. <laughs> <laughs> space wheat. <laughs> space wheat. Um, Jerome Clark, another author, in his uh, High Strangeness, UFOs from 1960 through 1979, the UFO Encyclopedia, Volume 3. Damn. That's a (laughs) name. Uh, uh, Clark's comprehensive report on this case um, doesn't talk anything about how the objects were seen as pancakes. Um, Okay. uh, The FDA also analyzed the pancakes. Wow. Um, Got the FDA in this, too. Yeah. Holy Uh, shit. And uh, Clark does note, however, that the pancakes were still hot when Simon took a bite out of one. Whoa, this was like two days later? Yeah. Whoa, dude. Everlasting heat pancake. I need space. I want space pancakes recipe like right now. The official Air Force verdict. Oh, shit. For the Simonton pancake incident. <laughs> Stop. Go on. Unexplained. <laughs> Fordian investigator George Wagner uh, <laughs> tells Weird Ohio yes. that he got to see 
the famed Simonton Space Pancake. What? There's, like, how many years later? Uh, some, uh... Some odd years later? At least ten years. In the 70s. Oh my in god! The 70s. Um, where did he find this Space Pancake? Where? Bright Pat Air Force Base. <gasps> Dude, okay, like, I would love... That needs to be in the hangar, the supposed hangar eighteen museum on the mound. I want to see the space pancakes. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's and when they say that, it's like there's a pancake fragment that's been stapled to a piece of cardboard. <laughs> this, this simultaneously, this this simultaneously sounds like the most in depth UFO stuff, while also being at the same time. The shoddily most UFO stuff. Well, and that's, that's going what makes on. me like kind of trust it. Yeah. That, like, I was like, that was what the government would do. They would just pin it to a car, piece of cardboard. They're, they're, yeah, like, eh. they're not going to know what's going on. Just as much as we don't know what's going on. Um, uh, but uh, Wagner uh, reports that it was strikingly honeycombed in appearance um, yeah. and was nearly as much air holes as it was substance. But this may have been due to the outer space food drying out. Over the years, um, he said, quote, I really didn't have much experience studying 15 year old pancakes. Who does, though? Yeah. Like, uh, honestly, I mean, can't there's got to be, there's gotta be a pancakeologist out there. I mean, it, what the way they describe it, it sounds like uh, molecular gastronomy, which mm-hmm. is like that, uh, which is just a fancy name for like when a chef wants to be really weird with their food and make like pomegranate foam and serve it to you. Like, it, there used to be a science sci-fi channel show about it, but like it's ba- yeah, basically just like turning food into other weird things. Did like so, holy pancakes sounds yeah. like a thing, but maybe and that's once again maybe this was Waffle House getting way ahead of the both the 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 food truck and the molecular gastronomy craze. And yeah, and that's what Joe Damn. witnessed. And then he's like, and then they never kept on with it because it still tasted like crap. It like, still tasted. They couldn't get that. They couldn't get that. Great Waffle House taste of maple syrup and cigarettes <laughs> into the pancake. I say this with love. I love Waffle and it's, House. That's and it's like like you go there and you see like there's like the the, the, the sugar and or the, the salt and like pepper, but it's not actually pepper. It's just ash. It's just cigarette ashes. That's yeah. all it is. It's it's just cigarette um, ashes. Now, uh, we also have. A, uh, an investigation from, from a book that I really want to read, um, mm-hmm. relatively recent, came out within the last few years, um, by uh, Raymond Seismansky. Raymond Seismansky. Nice um, he was a former research engineer at Wright Pat, mm-hmm. learned about the alien stuff there, um, and he just traveled all across the country interviewing UFO witnesses um, and turned that into a book okay. called Fifty Shades of Greys. I. <laughs> Love that fucking title. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey's Evidence of Extraterrestrial Visitation to Wright Pat Air Force Base and Beyond. Uh, so he lives in this area. We might oh, be able to get like dude, I, that would be so great. I want to see if I can like uh, contact him and be like, be hey, so do you want to cool. come talk about your book? That would be so fucking um, cool. I adore that fucking title. He is convinced that uh, the that the Roswell materials are at Wright Pat. Yeah, he just doesn't know if it's aliens or not. He's kind oh. of he's agnostic on Roswell. Oh, okay. So like uh, he he knows there's something weird there, but mm-hmm. does is it going to say it's aliens? Like, yeah. Is it going all in on uh, its aliens? But he does believe in the UFO phenomena. Okay. Because when he was researching for the book, he saw a UFO. 
Shit. And I'm guessing he said it was at his at his house, so it's somewhere in this area. Dude, that that's that kind of in lines with a theory that I, I a personal theory that I have. I won't go too deep into it, but it's basically like if you're it's it goes same thing with aliens and it's same thing with like ghosts. If you shut yourself off, like if you're a complete skeptic and shut yourself off to like this shit isn't real, I'm not going to see it because it's not real, then you won't. Yeah. Well, and the the more you look into it, yeah, like you start researching this stuff, you just start reading books and all of a sudden more things are like even just like. Uh, at the beginning of the show, I was talking about running into the Newkirks. I'm like, I was like, I've been reading a lot yeah. of these books and I've been watching Hellier again. And then all, and admittedly, like they live in the area. So it's yeah. not completely out. Like the odds aren't a billion to one that I would see them right. in public. But like the fact that I'm like, I encountered them in a public space. Right. At a weird place. And they like, I was like, yeah, that's this. It's it's that's like you and Hellier. They get into the topic of synchronicity. Yeah. Which there are times where I'm like the the line between synchronicity and looking for meaning where there is none. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh, dog bark. Excuse us. That's a dog bark. And our, our my very professional setting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the, the line between synchronicity and looking for stuff where it actually isn't is a thin one, and they blur that it at is, times yeah, in the documentary, yeah. and it gets frustrating. Yeah. But it's one of those things where synchronicity is not necessarily mean like it's all connected, but it. It more means like these things have very uh, important meaning to me. Right. And if you, yeah. Because like, like if you don't like, if you're open to having the experience, the the either ghosts or beings are not going, are going to be like, you're basically psychically shutting yourself off. Yeah. You're like, I, I don't want this. They're like, okay, you don't want it. Then you can't because you don't want it. Yeah. You have willed yourself not to want it so much that it won't happen. But if you're like having an open mind and being like, yo, I believe, but also this could happen. You're, mm -hmm. you're definitely going to be more off to have those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. But um, weird diatribe, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it, well, it's, it's just one of those things where like, that's one of the things I find most fascinating about re uh, about researchers, not just researching UFOs and ghosts mm -hmm. and stuff like that, but the researchers themselves is they eventually will like, I've heard so many stories of skeptics who were doing podcasts or documentaries and stuff like that. And they're like, I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. I don't believe in ghosts. And then a year later, like I had this life changing ghost encounter. Exactly. Like, I think I said it in a previous episode where like, I always hear story. I, I don't ever hear a story where like a believer became a skeptic. Every time it's a skeptic became a believer stories. Like mm -hmm. I have never once heard like, oh, I believed in ghosts and now something happened and I don't. Mm -hmm. It's I didn't believe in ghosts or aliens and then something crazy fucking happened and now I'm a believer. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, um, weird little diatribe that we went on, but it was nice. Yeah. So um, to kind of wrap up our our uh, right pat dive. Uh, yes. There is one. There's another story from a book that came out not too long ago. Sure. Um, called Strange Craft, The True Story of an Air Force Intelligence Officer's Life with the UFOs um, by John L. Guara. Guara, mm. Guara I'll go with. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not great with pronouncing names. Um, but yeah, we'll just go with it. We'll go with Guara. Uh, Major George uh, Filer III claims mm -hmm. that during January 1978, uh, the Air Force Base in uh, Fort Dix, New Jersey... Four dicks. Uh, I don't have it. It's, I'm not making a joke. We're, yeah, we're just we're just gonna. <laughs> it's roll too with easy. That. It's too easy. Um, they shot down a UFO, 
and a, then a four-foot creature, gray and brown in color, with a large head, long arms, and a thin body, was brought to the Air Force Base, and then shot. God. <laughs> That's so sad. And it, like... That what sucks. if it was one of the pancake guys? What if it was one of the night? What? Because what if it was one of the non-threatening pancake aliens? Yeah, like, like why'd you shoot him? Why? Why do you have to? We don't he have wants to, to make you nasty pancakes. We don't have to shoot everything. Um, we could have got more space pancakes, and it could have still been hot. Um, but then Major Filer uh, says that a cleanup crew from Wright Pack came in to remove the body. What? Okay. Um, and then. Uh, January 1985. 1985. Okay, that's got... Okay. The Air Force Base releases this statement. Uh, periodically, it is erroneously stated that the remains of extraterrestrial visitors are or have been stored at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Uh, there are not now, nor have there ever been, any extraterrestrial visitors or equipment on Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Yeah, fuck it, right. <laughs> that's exactly what you want us to yeah, think. Yeah, like, fuck it, like, come on. Also, uh, it might be haunted. I, I would, I, I would believe it. In uh, uh, two thousand eight, uh, taps from ghost hunters. Yeah, did an investigation. Really? Like, like with like the base, let them come on and do an investigation. That was that was one um, of the actual ghost shows that I felt. If there was any ghost show on TV at at the time when that was out, mm -hmm. I felt like that one was the more taking it seriously kind of ghost show. Yeah, they they like, were. A little too... Okay, they're a little too science-y. They were a little too science -y. Which sounds very weird. Right. But it's also one of those things where I'm like, I... When it comes to ghosts and stuff like that, I'm like, I don't know if approaching it in the scientific mindset is the best way to do right. it. Right, with a fully science mindset. Because right. if, if we're saying these things are supernatural, that means they are outside of the natural. And yeah, they are not a, natural. Yeah, yeah, science is about... Nature. Mm -hmm. Science deals with nature. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make sense that these things would be, you could capture this evident, like true evidence of these things on scientific instruments yeah. Yeah. because it's not, we're not doing science. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, I spend way too much time thinking about these things. No, it's, but no, that's actually a very fair point because like mm -hmm. I, they went into it like completely hundred percent science mm -hmm. based. I mean, again, they didn't go thankful that they didn't go into it like, being a dude bro and yelling yeah. all t on tape for like hours. Uh, but like they, it felt, it felt like, well, though when I watched it, it felt uh, legitimizing. Cause I was mm -hmm. like, I believe in this stuff a lot. So like to see people actually take the, it that seriously mm -hmm. was nice to see. Yeah. Be like, again, growing up completely believing in ghosts and being like, okay, it's nice that these people are, Taking this seriously, at least as serious as they can, mm -hmm. and putting it on a television show for me to enjoy. And the government let them do it. And right. Like, that also is a big deal. Yeah. It's... <laughs> that they let them go on Wright Pat Air Force Base. So, that's the story of Wright Pat Air Force Base. God. Well, well we, the, we could do more episodes. I, I guarantee you I could start digging. Like, we might come back to Wright Pat because there's so much. I would so be much... open to it completely. Yeah, there's just, there are, there are so many things there and I did not spend nearly as much time researching as I could have. Yeah. Um, Partially because I don't want this podcast to last three hours. Right. We don't, we're not, uh, what is it, Astonishing Legends? Yeah. Uh, we are not them. They do um, great work. They yeah. do great work, but we are not them. Uh, but, yeah, so come on down to Dayton. We've got a, a, a building with a pile of corpses, alien corpses. Yeah, and supposedly. It. Which is like, it's, it's there. 
It's there. I'm gonna get it. I'm yeah. gonna. I'm running to it right now. Yeah, we're running to it right now. We're getting. We're getting close. <laughs> I'm good. I'm just gonna climb over the fence. No one's gonna know. Tink, tink, tink. Got a Naruto run. Oh man! Oh, you have to. That's the only. That's dude. You. You're not. You're not swinging your arms, and you're more streamlined. So you're faster. exactly you're faster. And I'll impress the aliens. Yeah. With my speed. Because you. And they'll make me pancakes. Ninja speed. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, then that, then you get pancakes that would still be hot right now. I, I want to open a pancake restaurant now that is alien pancake like that is alien pancake themed. That would be fun. I know in Nevada there's the little alien inn mm-hmm. that's near uh, Area Fifty One, mm-hmm. and you can like stay in it. I I want to go there someday. someday. That's the one I would want to go there. I'm staying the hell away from the clown hotel though. Yeah. Oh, clowns. Mm, don't like yeah, I've 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 got some clown stuff that might be my next episode a little uh, teaser for my next episode I have to figure out what my I think I know what my next up ep- with my topic is gonna be uh, uh we both have been there let's let me put it there I'll just that's mm-hmm. it that's, okay we you and me both you and I have been there before okay yes yeah. it a toilet yes <laughs> <laughs> so you really wrapped your so brain. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, let me know if you would come on down to Ian's pile of alien corpses pancake house. <laughs> Gotta workshop that. Gotta no, workshop no, that restaurant. That's it's that's what it is. <laughs> okay. That's what we're calling it. I'm p- printing the t-shirts right now. Right. Oh man. Uh, but yes. <laughs> thank you so much uh, for listening to our haunted backyard. Like I said at the uh, top of the podcast. Uh, please follow, please give us, do us a favor when this was released, um, and wherever you're listening to it, like reviews help so much. Yeah. Review us on, uh, iTunes mm -hmm. and on amazon.com. Just go on there and start writing people be like, listen, listen to this podcast. It's, it's, uh, we're not any, it's not a book. Yeah. And Spotify. Yeah. 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 Go on Spotify. Like release a track on Spotify about us. Yeah, please. Anything helps. Uh, following us helps. You can follow us individually. Like you can follow us, the podcast itself at, uh, backyard haunts on at backyard haunts on Twitter and at our haunted backyard on Instagram. Uh, do we want to tell them our, also our like individual social medias? Uh, yeah, I don't social media very often. Maybe I'll start doing it more. Mm -hmm. I'm on Twitter at Anarcho Baggins. Yeah. Nice. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok because I'm the more social media person of the two. Uh, I am on at the, all three of those are Creep E Comics. Um, and if you yourself have... A, a story like a like a ghost alien cryptid maybe you saw like a weird looking deer once mm-hmm. let us know like send us yeah. emails send us an email mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it on the show like we I, I would like to do that sometimes like have like listener submission I would love like a, a part of the show to be dedicated to listener submitted yeah. stories so uh, that's at our haunted ba- that's haunted backyard cast. At gmail.com. At, at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll also put all this stuff in the episode description. Yes, that'll be in the description. Uh, but yeah. Thank you. I want to have a clever sign-off, but I don't have one yet. I'm working on it. I, so, uh, Do you remember the one that you... I do remember the one that you said at, at the... It was either at episode zero or episode one. Uh, stay spooky and, and, stay, and be nice. Stay spooky, be nice. Stay spooky, like be that. nice. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> we might stick with that. We might. Uh, but... Might put in the thing about, like, clapping alien cheeks, but we'll see. Yeah. 
Uh, stay spooky. Stay nice. Yeah, see you, everybody. Bye. Bye.